My name is Grundy, born on a Monday. The following recording was taken from an NSA wiretap of a back to the men's taping. No names have been changed. Everyone is guilty. Do I need to mine, or am I good where I'm at? Well, now you do. <laughs> if I have to mine, you have to yours. You might want to yours only if you do have it set to automatically because you don't want it to automatically because the thing never works right. Because what will happen is it will be used to you at a particular time, and then if you go out of that, it scrambles to uh, a and it doesn't fast enough. So it's better to just set it up. Oh, okay. It, it really doesn't work well. So I checked. Right. Uh, I checked my. Uh, mm-hmm. my. Pr- it definitely built built me for the hotel for all three of us. Join back to the bins every week for goodness. Solomon Grundy hate voiceovers. And now it's time to sit back and enjoy the two true freaks. Internet Radio Broadcast. Matt Damon! No! Five minutes! Freak! Ah, no way! F-R-E-A-K! Your ornery, fur-bearing rebel! All right, we are on the way to the Pittsford Cinema. In the noisy we're, soccer mom van. In the noisy soccer mom van, we're going to go see Elysium. It's me and Scott again, but this time with us, we have some, that rarest thing on a Two True Freaks <laughs> podcast. <laughs> a real, authenticated, by Scotty, girl. Hello, Sylvia. Talking. There's a girl on the podcast... She's going to watch the movie with us, and we're going to give our opinion on it. I know nothing about this movie except it's by the guy who did District 9. It's yep. got Matt Damon yep. in it. and uh, There looks to be another in the long line recently of this, you know, the 1% versus the 99% type movies. So. The haves and the haves not versus yeah. the have-nots. It's um, All I know about it is what I saw from the trailer. I haven't read any reviews. Or anything. I've heard from you that the reviews are saying that it's big dumb fun. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, and I think maybe some of the critics were maybe expecting something deeper, but I, I don't really care. Because uh, <laughs> uh, Neil Blancamp is that it. His visual style is definitely something I'm paying to see today. So. I thought District Nine was big dumb fun, in but with social commentary in it. And yeah. You're just not used to having that much, even a little, <laughs> in a movie, at least as well as, as well um, pulled off as he did it. Yeah. But, uh, and you so that's really why people to... think of it. They're like, oh, that was a political movie. Yeah, but, but you it... don't need to beat your, you know, your audience over the head with that message because it's just right out there. And then, you know. No, that movie moved along, it, you know, and there were parts of it that were like David Cronenberg body horror oh, type yeah. stuff. And it looks like there's some of that in this, too, because we've got cyborgs and people drilling metal pieces into humans, and yeah, it looks... It looks... It should be... I'm I'm looking forward to it most of all because it has a Gerard K. O'Neill, Arthur C. Clarke-style 
you know, a circular space station yeah. or space station, space colony, you know, that, you know, those were theoretically, they would, they would have held, you know, around a million people. Yeah. So, and I love it. It's just a sort of loop of terrain. Yeah. So you could say fly a plane along it and you'd be flying a big circle and it would just seem you were just flying along the same loop of like a Hanna-Barbera cartoon when Yogi Bear would be running through the woods. <laughs> yeah. It would be just the same the same trees, um, picnic table, and stump, sure. you know, over and over again. It'd be like Second Life on the computer. Yeah. Uh, uh, Sylvia, what have you heard about it um, um, so far? Have you seen trailers? And, seen some trailers on it. and um, me ranting about it. <laughs> well, I'm used to you ranting about things. That's what you do. <laughs> but, yeah, I've seen some trailers on it. haven't really heard any reviews. Um, you know... Obviously, it's got the, you know, the, the whole haves and have-nots thing is the, the center of it. But, you know, it's a lot of sci-fi special effects and, you know, the, the space station thing, which, of course, for any sci-fi fan is is a big deal. Yeah. And, well, you can't lose. You got Matt Damon in it. So oh, Matt Damon! Yeah. Yeah, you know, there's bonus. Yeah, you probably, that's probably more of a bonus in different ways for you than I like Matt. I think Matt Damon's a good actor, and is yeah. I'm talking about his acting. That's yeah, what I'm talking least, about. Well, he's not pretty in this one. So well, I'm you saying what I'm getting. his cyborg body all you want. Well, don't you know, girls, <laughs> chicks dig scars. You, you don't think if there was a hot cyborg girl that we wouldn't be into that? Oh, you know? Come on, maybe you know, there will be. Yeah, we don't there, know. There could be. Yeah. Matt, Matt, it's a Hollywood movie. Matt Damon may have to have a love interest. Oh, look, everybody, the blimp. Yeah, that was there the other day, too. MetLife. The blimp, the blimp. Went to Applebee's the other night, and that was floating about. Well, we because it might be PGA, but... That's it's, what it is. Yeah, it's it's the P, the, right now, where we're headed, there's a big golf course, and the PGA comes here every summer, and it's a big whoop-de-doo with rich people, yeah. which is funny because we're going right into a little 1% event. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be literally right over the hill from us. Right, right under where that blimp is right now. So there'll be a lot of people in, you know, women and old ladies, rich ladies in white dresses. And and hopefully no one at the theater because they're all watching golf. Bad, loud golf outfits. I, I hope there's, you see, I, I imagine since this is opening weekend, this might be in the big loud theater. It, yeah, it's already crushed like planes, which was the big Pixar, you know, tent pole this was that did that start this weekend, this weekend yeah, too? So it's it's kicking ass oh. puppy yo. That's funny because this summer the the cartoon movies have in uh, planes is a sequel, isn't it? Of sorts. Uh, yeah, you know, cars. cars. It's, it's cars planes. with wings. <laughs> yes, cars with wings. Yeah. But um, I I hope we have a nice uh, a nice. The thing about it is. I haven't, unless it's like an opening night of a Star Wars movie or maybe probably the Batman movies or the Twilight movies, you're not going to, you're not going to have that crush for seats, it seems, ever. I mean, really, uh, the last few movies that we've gone to, we've just plunked right down right exactly where we wanted to. It hasn't been like, eh, you want to sit there, eh. So, crowd, we want the crowd we saw the purge with for this one. Yeah, that would be a fun crowd. Yeah, well, we'd have to wait three months for that, yeah. or two months, or how it doesn't take long these days for it to get to the cheapo theater. Elysium. Well, I'll tell you what it's about. Well, well, the next time you hear from us, we'll be fresh out of the movie, 
smoking cigarettes and hopefully excited. of the movie we're pulling out of the parking lot what'd you guys think uh good flick very exciting adventure action movie and a little bit of a you know message in there too but uh had some gore fest going on yeah yes! nice r-rated movie and i think it's doing well at the box office hopefully it'll prove that you can have an R-rated movie and it'll stay, still make money. I forgot how much this guy likes whole bodies splattering. He's, yeah, he does. Yeah, does he that. splatters bodies. And <laughs> there's swearing and it's for grown up stuff. It's great. Mm -hmm. I had a really good time with that. Um, boy, I just, uh, one thing that's stuck in my mind uh, watching this is just the production value. And the space station was awesome. Production value was just very. With everything. Yeah, they, Very they built detailed, the world. Yeah, and man, the thing that kept screaming through my mind is I'd love to see Neil Blomkamp do a Star Wars movie. <laughs> oh. Because just, he's got that, like, I don't grungy, lived-in look like the first trilogy had. Oh, there was. Trilogy had. There was and that, just, boy, you know, but he might be a little too... I don't know if you'd be able to dial him back for... Dial back, like, the groove for a Star Wars movie. I don't know if yeah, I'd want to. But he's, he's definitely, I mean... Did some good on the ground sci-fi with District Nine, and he definitely nailed the, uh, Did, the look of good space sci-fi in this one. I thought the kid they got to play a young Matt Damon looked exactly like yeah. Matt Damon. That was pretty impressive. Yep. It was almost creepy impressive. Yeah, yeah, it was. Speaking about impressive, how was how from a lady's point of view? How was Matt Damon in uh, in this robot Matt Damon? Robot Matt Damon, still pretty hot. <laughs> it wasn't much of a. He wasn't like robot. He was just. Yeah, you were just he was. Uh, he was enhanced. Traffic problems. That's okay. <laughs> Maybe we'll get some road rage on tape. That would be awesome. Um, I thought it was. You know, I was expecting big dumb fun, and it was kind of big dumb fun. But there was. It was a good science fiction movie. Yep. You know, it yeah. had. He the um. There's definitely implausible story elements. Oh, There's yeah. Yeah, crazy. You, you have to suspend reality, though, for a sci-fi movie. And yes. They hit yeah. you over the head with the, the whole, you know, it is very much a immigration debate movie. Um, and they kind of hit you over the head with that a little bit. With About how inhuman, you know, the humankind... They're, they're actually yeah. worse than the robots because they just, like, will throw away someone's life. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, I thought the uh, whole having Matt Damon, you know, basically be raised in a Spanish-speaking country, whatever it was, was very much, you know... He was in L.A. Yeah, <laughs> yeah in your face as far as the immigration thing, yeah. Well, uh, I mean, L.A. by the end of the 21st century... <laughs> That might pretty much be the uh, the demographic. Uh, what I liked about it is also I forgot this about uh, District Nine multilingual movie with yeah. lots of subtitles. Yeah. Instead of just making everybody speak English with a French accent, they just spoke French and put subtitles up. Yeah, lots of interesting. I mean, uh, the main big bad there the, uh, was the star of District Nine, basically, 
you know, very, very thick South African accent. It was actually kind of hard to understand him sometimes. Oh, really? I just, I just, it, I, I, I was having no problem. It was almost like an Australian accent, you know? Yeah. It was almost like, listening to that, um, um, I, I, that was, that was the lead and, oh, okay, awesome. Yeah. No, so they're was... doing a Broken Lizard type thing where they have the, he has a good guy from the last movie play the heavy in the next movie. <laughs> yeah. Or vice versa. Jodie Foster pretty much uh, was Jodie Foster. Playing the cold bitch. Playing a, a Dick Cheney, basically. Yes, basically. <laughs> With a really bad accent. <laughs> yeah. What well, weird accent. I was trying to figure out exactly what her accent was supposed to be. Yeah. It's um, Elysium accent. Probably. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I guess it's just a very rich person accent. Maybe it's a Madonna accent. Maybe that becomes an official accent over time. Oh, God. Yeah, stranger things have happened. Well, um, I just find it ironic that I'm going to be able to prove to a lot of my friends that I was right. Eventually, Bluetooth will take over the world. Oh, God, yeah. Well, I, I like the, I like how they I like how they project... Well, I don't like how they project the world to be at the end of the 21st yeah. century. It's pretty... Uh, but the tech in it was very... Kind of a very interesting cross of... Almost steampunk and cyberpunk. I mean, yeah. it was, you've got the, you know, upload computer things to your head, but the the exoskeletons aren't, you know, it's not Iron Man. It's not this pretty sleek, you know. No, it's whatever they can cobble. That's what I <laughs> yeah. liked about it. You yeah. see, when the people who are living on Earth, they've got cobbled together cars. That when you go in their house, like, their ovens were old, like, 30s and 40s, 50s ovens, you know. Mm-hmm. That, of course, are still going to work, but, you know, yeah, just all, almost like all stuff that had been picked up out of a scrap heap. There was, there was one, the, the first shot, like the establishing shot of Earth was, reminded me a lot of Idiocracy. Yeah. <laughs> with the giant garbage piles. I, I don't know, this might be my favorite summer movie yet. Yeah. I had, I had a lot of fun, more fun at, I had more fun at Pacific Rim, but this one had me engaged in a science fiction adventure that wasn't too dumb that uh, I didn't think the ending went as, since we're not spoiling went as off the rails as I've heard it's gone but it goes goes over the top and the resolution of it as Sylvia pointed out before we started recording which would spoil the end the resolution of it sort of opens up a lot of uh Oh yeah. Good questions for the future that aren't yeah. necessarily like positive. Yeah, yeah. Uh, space station, I think we'll all agree, really nailed it. Rock, uh, definitely. I've uh, been waiting to see one of those my whole life. And the first shot where they went into the atmosphere, how they had the that was um, something different than like the Arthur C. Clarke ones. Is this one sort of had an open atmosphere? Yeah, that, was that you could dip into from space, whereas. The actual design of those had them in big glass and tubed. Yeah, I wonder if there's any good science behind that that it could. Because I mean, yeah, as you said, you don't see an open. I don't know. They'd have to have some sort of gravity to hold, right. holding in the the atmosphere. Yeah, they didn't really, you know, take the time to explain how that works. No, and you're too really busy to. running yeah. through the adventure to. Yeah. But, uh, but there again, it is science fiction. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh yeah, I love, and you know, at a certain point I was sort of new, was like, okay, I can see where this is going, and I could see how it went off, could go off the rails, Yeah. 
like I was sort of picturing Matt Damon becoming president of Elysium or something <laughs> right, like that. Right. So I'm glad it didn't really take that mm, direction. Like we've got uh, a crazy, crazy hacker, uh, you know, black market guy, maybe. But uh, I just spoiled it. But... Oh well, there you go, spoilers. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, there were there were lots of. Uh, the music was seemed like almost cobbled together from all different kinds of action adventure movies. This, there's elements of all different kinds of stuff. There's some RoboCop in here. Mm-hmm. There's some. Uh, well, there's a lot of District Nine. Yeah, definitely. Um, some Star Wars, some Blade Runner. Pretty much, almost any dystopian. I like feature. the score. I like. Oh, by the way, there's a garage sale right there. On, oh dear. Uh, Culver. I was there earlier. There's some, <laughs> there's some books there. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I liked the score, and I liked a couple parts in where they, I mean, it was dead silence, or a couple action mm-hmm. sequences where they basically stopped down the score completely and just kind of let the, the sounds of battle take over, which is pretty neat. Um, yeah, lots of battle. Spaceships, man, love the spaceships, and... Uh, you know, the vehicles and then just, yeah, really yeah. good world building. From the beat-up spaceships with graffiti all over them to the, like, sort of Corvette that the one one uh, corporate guy had to, that he was trying to escape in. So, uh, yeah, give it a big uh, exoskeleton thumbs up. Uh, yeah, I'm definitely recommending this one to everybody out there not for kids no, no. no. <laughs> unless you have those special kids that you do take to splattery movies yeah. and uh, but that's yeah, but the rare then they end up visiting the the, the robot so <laughs> <laughs> we, we literally see someone eat a grenade in this yes that's, that's an impressive a piece grenade of special effects work there was parts of it that reminded me of schwarzenegger movies too in in some respects <laughs> sure just without the catchphrases, but still, the, the the fates that people met. All right, we're pulling in the driveway, so that means this five-minute freak is up. Go see Elysium. I'm saying so far, best of the summer. I don't know if there's any mu- big genre genre movies coming. Not that I know. I think the next, uh, well, the superhero ones is starting November with Thor 2, I think. Well, well, we'll see in November. Yeah. <laughs> You can sponsor an episode of this or any other of your favorite Two True Freaks affiliated shows. Simply click the PayPal link on our website, donate any amount at all, tell us which show you're choosing and what message, if any, you'd like us to read on your behalf, and you will be an official sponsor of that show's very next episode. With your message read in the show's opener, it's that easy, and there is no minimum donation. Be a show sponsor today. If you shop at Amazon.com, please consider using the link at 2TrueFreaks.com to shop there. If you use this link to go to Amazon and then you shop, 2TrueFreaks gets a little cut of what you buy and it doesn't cost you anything extra. So you get to shop as usual and help out the 2TrueFreaks at the same time. Welcome to Amazon. I love you. Visit our brand new website at 2TrueFreaks.com. 
Two True Freaks is always spelled T-W-O-T-R-U-E-F-R-E-A-K-S. Join our forum at forumforgeeks.com where you can discuss all of the shows on our feed with us and your fellow listeners. You can find Two True Freaks on Facebook. Just search for Two True Freaks. And hey, you can friend me, Scott Gardner, on Facebook too. My name is spelled S-C-O-T-T-G-A-R-D-N-E-R. You can friend me on Facebook too, if you can find me. Now available, Two True Freaks t-shirts. See our website for details. Two True Freaks is a very proud member of the Comics Podcast Network. You can check that out at www.comicspodcast.com, where you can hear our new episodes when we put them up. We are also members of the League of Comic Book Podcasts. For more information, visit comicbooknoise.com slash league. If you ever leave your house and you actually have friends, why don't you tell them about Two True Freaks? Thanks for listening. And join us every Monday for new episodes of Two True Freaks. We were finally invited aboard one of these spacecraft which landed near Ann Arbor, Michigan on October the 24th of 1954. This is a drawing of the craft. As I was leaving the craft, the commander, Soltek, said, soon others of your people will be able to have an experience similar to this.